Hello everyone and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host Simone and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today we have a follow-up episode with MC. MC is an author from Atlanta and he's been writing these black fantasy fiction books which you should definitely check out. It's called the Unveiled series which you can find on Instagram and I'm sure Twitter. We chat about what he's been up to during the pandemic which was pivoting hard like he tells me about all the different ideas that he was able to try during the pandemic he also tells me about how it changed his mindset about what he should be focused on we also chat about atlanta that magical city um i still need to visit still haven't been but i'm so ready once this pandemic is over might actually have to wait a little bit longer for that specific city but we chat about how we believe that it helped inspire him and um we also talk about dreams and how we all should be constantly pushing ourselves to dream bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah check this episode out let me know what you think mc what's been going on and how have you been doing uh so i've been good um the last time i think we talked was in like well obviously we talked in between then like yeah the last time we had an interview um was in 2019 so since then um it's been a whole pandemic (laughs) it's been a whole pandemic so that's new i'm not used to those um but (laughs) I've, um, uh, the last time I think we talked, I, was, I was, had just come out with my first book. I'm on the second now. So the, the Unraveled's out. And um, now I'm just seeking reviews, making sure people do that. Like, I've definitely upped my marketing game um, mm-hmm. a lot as far as making sure that, like, there's some visibility to different things. So definitely learning that along the way. Um, have a lot of features also. Um, I'm now, like, trying to, like, step my foot into music. So not sure that's done, but I've just been like, let me just as a full-fledged like writer like and i'm just like in in different places in a creative i I identify as um, i definitely think that like it's like you know what like if you got the energy to do it especially in during this time where like there's so much um emotion behind like so many different things into like channeling different areas i'm always like let's go for it um i haven't got to travel so that's that's, (laughs) the only thing that i probably sucks but everything else is really going in i'm about i just got a um home or about to close on a home and um yeah that's pretty much it just working and wow. staying positive um and that's pretty much it that's been going on since then that's that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> so um unraveled is the second book in your trilogy well it's not going to be it's um i haven't had a, like a number of books i think in my okay. mind yet i told you last time i was like there's a, they're written but like anything could happen as far as like splitting them up or needing an extra one in between but um it's the second book um and the third one will be out like hopefully next year in March. Wow, so, okay. We're just, I'm just going to keep them flowing out. This yeah. Cool. Um, it's also a weird feeling now to be like, oh, wow, I have like, um, because everybody, and I feel like you might have the same emotion, like where it's like, damn, we've, you know, been working and not spending money. So you have like a lot more, like, you know, things to do with your finances. And so like, now I'm just like, damn, I don't have to worry. I mean, dang, I don't have to worry about debt or any of the other things. So I'm just like, I can put these books out faster now and like have mm-hmm. like actually build, you know, a, a actual culture and work, like a brand, you know, as far as like, yeah. kind of, like books and like people liking fantasy and things of that sort so i'm excited um um, for that for that reason and obviously you know uh, no way to promote a series and putting under the book so yeah people to enjoy this um what other like plans do you have for the unveiled series so my next thing um and i and i've been thinking about this for a while but obviously i don't know how this looks or even how to go about it um probably would have to reach out to a few people just to ask like what the process would be but i'd love to see it like in TV or film, 
Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was just like a cartoon series, it'd be cool. Like I would just love to see stuff like that. I'm mean, mm-hmm. a fantasy person. Um, I love Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Um, I, on Netflix, I'm always watching like I'll just watch the Wick Saga um, and uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So I'm always like, you know, I like seeing that stuff on TV where it's just like so normal and naturalized to like see um, different things. But also with the rise of like artists, uh, I'm not artists, uh, authors and writers like um, Tommy Adeyemi or um, or um, Namina Forna, who just put out The Gilded Ones. I'm always like, yes, I need to see more Black fantasy, and I like to see it. And not sitting around like Afrofuturism, which is like what we always assume, anything mm-hmm. that involves Black people in fantasy. Um, but just like, just worlds where it's like, totally like, you know, um, like the concept of what the things that ail us anyway, isn't always the, the main storyline. It's like, let's just hear a story about like, cool, bomb, Black, you know, yeah. fantasy characters, existing in some like time <laughs> outside of our own and that is okay you know so I definitely mm-hmm. want to see more of that on tv and I thought like we don't have any and I thought like the unveil would be a very not, in my in my totally biased <laughs> I, mean, I, I think the unveil would be a great start and I would love to see it like unveil. yeah yeah I feel that um I was watching Malcolm and Marie this morning because I woke up like super early and they were talking about you know in that film about him just making a film about like this woman instead of it being like a black thing and it being political yeah how like how how do you separate that um i wanted to like i was thinking about like is the goal to make like black content normal or like make black content accepted by other people i think i would like to normalize and people have vocalized it probably in wrong ways or good ways i can't remember i know i've heard a few things i'm just like mm, i don't know what you're saying but i think i, I might agree um but i i definitely see to like to the point of like just seeing like black stories like i don't think we're absolving ourselves from like you know from the truth or reality of everyday people's situations the majority of people but also like black people just exist like mm-hmm. half, like half, like outside of the realm of what people um outside of oppression and things like that um obviously those things aren't things that black people are doing to themselves like black people are just living lives like yeah. outside like i obviously think about you know Especially when it came to George Floyd and all this different I'm thinking about racism, I'm thinking about police brutality. But on a regular day, I'm chopping up on Netflix, eating like hot wings, you know, with my bonnet on, like enjoying life, you know, like like those stories like deserve to be like like you know, told and highlighted without like having to be like, well, we have to in order for us to sell in order to like teach a lesson, um, in those scenarios. Cause we know our story. I think half those times we're trying to be like, hey guys, let me translate oppression in the in the thousand ways we've told it and no one's getting any further. So mm-hmm. I think to have like for a person to have full creative freedom for them to be an amazing like writer or author or a movie producer or whatever like it's important to have those stories and I think that's cool and they don't always have to be centered around um it's not even like because even when I think about this reality and, and I hope I don't, nobody like takes strong to say it but like even the um the black American um experience every black American has an experience. Now, we might have experienced it in certain forms, but that's why we have empathy. That's why we have sympathy. That's why we have eyes. That's why we have ears. We like, mm-hmm. you understand other people's experiences. You know what I mean? Like, like I think obviously certain neighborhoods are policed more than others. And they're normally because we're, you know, we're black. Like that's a fact. Some of us might've had great relationships with um, authority when it came yeah. to our personal community. So I think that's just one of the things where I'm just like, I think both stories will be told and, and it doesn't mean we're doing a diss or a disservice to anything that's, that's being told. But I definitely want, um, I'm not saying it should be the majority of the space, but definitely a space for Black people just to have tell stories and write stories and to have um, projects that are just outside of what our, our 
normal natural thing like that i think that'd be therapeutic if not like sane you know so yeah yeah i think it's like really interesting because i was um i was talking about this on another podcast and but like when the um when all the shows came back from like upn and now they're on netflix and like those were like black shows and they were like it wasn't like there wasn't like a it wasn't about being black but it was like a you know like it was just them living their lives and like you saw like how they were treated because they were black but it wasn't like you know yeah, Focus I actually show. appreciate that. We've all connected to like any books or any stories. We've we've watched TV shows. I used to watch Save at, by the Bell and thought I was Zach Norris. I never thought I was a white man. I just identified with the character. Mm-hmm. White people can do the same thing, and I think that's why it's good that, that these shows are on Netflix. Um, or not even like just white people, just non-black people um, can watch these shows and have a good time. Um, I think definitely like they were like obviously telling stories that center around black experiences, and maybe the black experience might be slightly different because like. In a reality, like, you know, um, for the Parkers, for instance, like a single mom and her daughter going to community college, it's probably like a real experience for a lot of, you know, black people. It might not be mm-hmm. for the white experience, but I think I like that it was just a black experience, but it wasn't centered around our struggle. It was centered around like our lives and just us, you know, doing things. Obviously, it's like we're always going to acknowledge, you know, our struggles just like anybody else would, but I think it's definitely cool to like watch Malisha or watch One on One. And I've watched pretty much all of them. I haven't finished Sister Sister, but Girlfriends. Girlfriends was the epitome of a thing. And it's so interesting how it started off versus how it ended. Um, I think at first it might have been like a, like, um, uh, and obviously produced by a white man, Kelsey Grammer, but mm-hmm. um, I think it started off as like, you know, like a lot of a lot of jabs and misconceptions and things that might happen with, um, obviously showing black women in very positive light, but also like being like, like I remember Willie would make like say things and I'd be like, that's weird. I don't remember that. You know what I mean? And as far <laughs> as when we get to the further season, it's just literally black women like living these lives and having, you know, a good time and obviously, you know, still having their experiences as women, especially that was important, I think, to show. show. And I love that they had a diversity in character. Yeah. But, um, and I think, like, back in the day, I might have looked at Maya differently than, I, like, I do now. Where I'm just like, damn, she was probably, probably like, the best character on that show. So oh, it was she, just, like, she was like the honestly, only one like, real. <laughs> like, just a good person and ambitious. And so I definitely think seeing these images, I don't really care as much as I as people probably other people do about like what white people see or what non-black people see on TV and how it relates to their experiences with black people. But I definitely as a black person love seeing that on TV. So I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like a smooth topic transition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I got deep in, it's okay. <laughs> um, I wanted, to, okay. So now you're like moving into music. Um, are you, you said you're writing music or are you also like playing an instrument? Do you plan on like singing also? Yeah, so I play, I play, um, so my first song I put out was like last year. I mean, it was kind of like a step in the water and I was just like, oh, this is pretty cool. I don't think, I think like watching it on like TV shows or just seeing people talk about like, I'm in the studio, showing recordings of them in the studio. It's always been like in my mind, um, like, oh, it's so easy, you could do it. And I just realized how nerve wracking it is to be in front of people that you don't really, you're not super close with and like being like, all right, well, let me sing a song about like whatever, you know what I mean? And so my last one was, um, uh, it was, um, really good but it was about essentially like um like lost love but a lot of people like translate it as like maybe like you know um sadness or depression and things of that sort so i think i write always for my emotions this year my goal like i try to do something creative each year also i try to learn like a new skill my main goal in my mind is like eventually moving to a space where i'm like all right i'm learning to produce i can make music you know i can make sounds and make beats and things like that i feel like when i'm listening to things i don't really hear words first i hear like music, even when people talk, I'm just like, oh wow, that person has a beautiful tone, things like that. So I would love to like incorporate voices 
and beats and music and do things like that. Um, right now, I would like to put out my own EP. I've been writing, I've been actually writing like songs forever. I've been writing poetry. That's where I started before mm -hmm. I even like dove into novels and fantasy. Um, I would write short stories, I'd write poems, and I'd write music. And so um, that was my thing. Um, the only instruments I think I'm interested in playing at this point, um, I, I played piano um, for a, a while, all the way up until before I went to college. Don't remember anything, so it's a sad oh. story on that. Yeah. Um, like, I remember like certain songs, but even now, <clears throat> those are hard um, like to like, just bring back up. Um, and I wanted to learn guitar. I have a guitar like, right behind the screen right now. So hopefully I have, um, but those were two instruments that I would like. But um, my honest goal, I, I tell the people this all the time, is if like, let's say the unveil becomes like a number one bestseller and I don't have to work anymore. The two things I want to like consistently learn like forever is like anything to do with music and then like other languages. Like those are mm -hmm. would be my two like things where I'd be like, all right, MC, you know, read another book, but you know, he's reading it in French today because you know, he's learning French and it's just be like, you know, just build up on, um, on those things. I just feel like knowledge for the sake of knowledge is such a beautiful experience. Seriously, just be like, yeah. let me just learn things. And it was just weird when I like see a celebrity where I'm just like, you have all this time on your hands and you're still ignorant. Like, it's just like, <laughs> just tossed to a bone. Right. And for no reason for a song, you know, and now you're like, just still dumb. You know, like, mm -hmm. I think if I had the privilege and the um, thing, because a lot of, especially a lot of people that look like us don't really have those experiences where it's like, you can just grow up and just like, not worry about anything but school. You know what I mean? It would be like my parents like wanted to, you know, make sure, especially when my mom wanted, like, didn't like me have the idea. I tried to apply for every job while I was like, you know, a teenager. But you know, she was just like very adamant about like us not working. But even then, like, I'd be like, if I had the opportunity to go abroad in high school, which I did, you know, like my, my parents be able to have that. And you know, they probably didn't, or maybe they did and they just didn't spare it on me to go on some trip. You know what I mean? So I think that's just something that now, so I'm always cognizant of. I'm always like, I want to get to a place of financial stability so I can do the things I want. And then when mm -hmm. I have, kids or you know adopt or whatever um i want to make sure that like there's an experience that they can have that i never had and that like you know they could just exist and learn and, and grow so i think those um so going back to your question i got really down that rabbit hole um i think with music it's definitely just like production is my big thing and then also i want to learn other instruments i think cool cool yeah i've been trying to learn um we talked about this on the last episode also but i'm i've been trying to learn ukulele for like yes i remember <laughs> um i i downloaded an app um, <laughs> so i learned how to play like a couple songs and then i put it down for like three months um so i need to get back to it i also need to get back to like um learning french because i've been trying to do that for like years <laughs> years <laughs> but that's definitely like two things that i want to focus on i guess in the next in this year just getting back to like i don't know i want to be like conversational in french by the end of the year I like that. I'm conversational in Spanish. I don't think I can read it. As, oh, well, no, I can read it pretty well. I don't think I could write it as well, probably. But I'm like, I minored in it, but like how much do I actually you know, remember? And so I'll test myself, like if I'm out like in the store and I hear like Spanish being spoken, I'm like, all right, I know what they said or something. Or even like on TV, a lot of the shows like incorporate like, you know, Spanish people into the, um, which is good. I'm as far as, I mean, Hispanic people into their like storylines and stuff like that. And they'll like switch between. And I'm just like, which is like, the stereotypical thing to really do in a show, which is like kind of like, I don't know how Hispanic and um, people that identify as um, Latinx like feel about this, where it's just like, y'all always in the show, it's always like, let's like hop between Spanish and, and you know, instead of just being like a Spanish kid that exists, but you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've heard that's a really good way to like help yourself learn a language also. It's like watch yeah. television in that language. Yeah. I definitely, I feel like that's what, and that's how a lot of people do in other countries. I can't make it through. I just got into subtitles. 
So I'm like, I like watch, I like watching the TV now. But before I used to like hate anything on the TV, like that would like distract me from like the show. But now I'm thinking like I need to like start like watching it. I think you watch it in the language that it is, and you put your subtitles as is the language that you speak. I okay. Think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. But okay. a lot of people learn like their like other languages that way. So. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I've heard a lot about people learning like English from um, TV. There was a some guy, um, he was saying that Alex Trebek, like he would watch Jeopardy and that's how he learned English. So it was like oh, so really? special for him to be like on, I think he was actually on the show. Um, and yeah, it was so special for him to be there because that's how he learned English. Yeah. It's so weird that we're so accommodated like as people who speak English, like as far as TV, like I don't feel like I could find, like I think it would, it would work better for me because like they're watching English shows. So I feel like I need to watch a Spanish show and watch it in, with English subtitles to like yeah. really get the full effect. Um, but like, I don't even know where I would like begin. Like I know there's like um, a channel um, that we have that like features like Spanish shows and stuff like that. But like, as far as like Netflix, like where would I go? I'm <laughs> like multiple, you know, Spanish shows. I've searched um, just like French language movies or French movies and they have like a pretty like decent selection. On Netflix? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna do that then. I'm gonna try to search it and, and, and get myself up to prime. Mm -hmm. But I'm good. I think I'm decent enough with Spanish to like check that box. I've been trying to learn Portu um, Portuguese, Portuguese. And so uh, that one is, um, cause it's very like adjacent to Spanish as is like French. I think those are the romance languages. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm trying to get in the space where I'm like, all right, let's master these because like we have a base at the bare minimum to be like, oh wow, that sounds like this or that makes sense in sentence structure because Spanish is like that, you know? so. <laughs> we gonna see. Yeah. <laughs> Next interview, I might come up on here like um, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in French. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I heard that like Atlanta um, is like the land of entrepreneurs. Do you feel like you like feel like trying like you want to try so many different things? I guess also you said it's just like the educating yourself for the sense of educating yourself. But like I guess do you feel like you're stepping into music because like you're in like Atlanta and the vibe is kind of like um, of people who are that's a good question um i'm actually in my mind i think atlanta didn't do like necessarily that piece for me but it definitely gave me the confidence to do whatever the hell i wanted to do mm -hmm. so i think that i think atlanta has that environment where it's like um a lot of people i think a lot of people are doing things a lot of people are probably doing things that like i'm like are you sure like that like this is really which one you know what i mean but i think for me atlanta gives you the space to be like let me try something and like no one's looking at you weird or sideways. I think um, growing up, it was always like pick one thing. Your parents are like pick one thing, da, da. and I'm just like I don't like one food. Um, I don't like just one person. Um, even when I went to college, I didn't like when I was majoring. Like I didn't like one thing. Like it wasn't like oh wow, I'm crazy about finance. <laughs> like yeah. international <laughs> business. You know what I mean? Like that. Like oh, you know what I mean? Obviously, I wanted to live abroad um, at one point. I never did that, but hopefully, you know, maybe when I get older, I'll be like all right, you know what? I'm you know married. Like, let's let's dip out of here and go to, mm -hmm. I don't know, and live somewhere else, you know? Um, I, like, Lenny Kravitz is somebody I look up to huge, and I think he lives in Brazil, I feel like, and he has, like, this huge range. I'm just like, that would be me. Like, you <laughs> know, Lenny. <laughs> but uh, definitely, I think Atlanta, because it is a place where it's like, oh, wow, I can, um, people are doing a lot of things. People, it's normal for people to be like, you know, I have, um, like, one of my close friends and, and people that work on the council with are like, you know, it's normal to be like, I volunteer, other places and I work in corporate and I have a podcast and I'm doing all these different things and I just love it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I like it. And what's good here is you see people be successful in all these areas. And so it's very cool to see like even my friend who's um, her she has a podcast as well called 30 Minute Podcast. 
and it's like just grown exponentially but like and she's um also older so she just had her 50th birthday and so it's just really cool like it's a normal it's a normalized space i would say for you to be like if you think it and you're dreaming it go for it you'll have support um and that's another thing here like people i'm like even when i would do conventions when the world was open um like Atlanta, like, and people, especially the Black community, like, shows out, shows up and shows out mm-hmm. all the time. But even outside of the Black community, like, just Atlanta just has a culture outside of its own. Um, I think Atlanta in the in the South, as far as, like, an epicenter uh, um, for creativity, but also just diversity. Um, we have gay, we have uh, my, all the minorities. We have, you know, a lot of liberals here, especially since, you know, turning the state blue. Yes, yes thank you, um, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like that. And then for even, like, a Black woman like Stacey Abrams and, um, and um, Keisha Lance Bottoms, like, just being, like, so visible and just being, like, out, like especially for Stacey, like, that, like, we need a full, like, give her her flowers. Mm-hmm. For her to lose um, a rigged, essentially, government race and turn around and be like, oh, I'm still going to do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was just so important <laughs> for me, where it's just, like, the, the title would have been cute and nice, but we still going to get this. Yeah, keep it moving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that, like, Atlanta provides. Like, I wonder if, like, and she's a feminine you know, a woman of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated as well. I wonder if, like, you know, her being in Atlanta as well, like, just instilled that, like, by any means, and, like, yeah. if I want to do something, I can still do it. As long as, like, the worst answer you're going to hear is no. It's a lot of that. A lot of that here. Yeah. Um, Going back to, like, the original thing about, like, the, the music, I think I've always been interested in music. I think I've always been so worried, kind of, about, like, well, what are people going to, like, think about it? And what people mm-hmm. are saying? People are just super supportive, like, here. Um, But also, I think Atlanta just creates a space where it's just, like, you know, if you can dream it, you, you, I mean, you can believe it and dream it, like, go for it. So I, I, I love that I, idea. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what I've been thinking about the past couple of years. It's like we hold ourselves back so much. And, yeah. like, I feel like we really just need to be, like, really, I guess, sharing ideas, talking about them, and, like, actually, like, trying to, like, follow through with them, honestly. Um, and, yeah, I think that I'm just, like, going to make, like, a bigger commitment to just, like, thinking, to actually, like, thinking out my ideas maybe like not just yeah. having an idea and being like oh my god that'd be so cool but like actually like starting to do them yeah um, yeah i feel like there's well, so much I, am, I, think people, I think people always think i'm super like and 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 actually i don't know how you know perception is like a huge part of your reality um and then um and i think but it's also like a big part of me is just like you know being like super encouraging everybody just being like free-flowing and like non-judgmental so i think people are like he's probably just spontaneously doing these things. I'm always like, no, let's plan it out. Like even before, even when I put out the first available book, I was like, let's write all of the books. So that like, and this also makes more sense. It's like, let's write all the books. So just mm-hmm. like, we don't have to make all these changes. Like later on, I don't have to be like, well, you know, I wrote in the character in this one. I have to go rewrite, you know, the next book or I have to focus on like, well, dang, I said this in the first book, but I would like this to happen. I was like, let's complete the series as far as like an individual who has, who has mm-hmm. you know, not has, you know, three books or a few books that are like unedited right now, you know, as far as outside of the Unveiling and Ravel, um, I'm just like, let's make sure that like we can do what we can. But also when it came to like, you know, with financing these things, like we're, at this point, I'm independent across the board. And I would like it to stay that way, honestly. I'm not gonna lie, I feel like there's just so much influence when it comes to social media. Like it just takes one tweet, one post, one something, and it's just like your brand's built and like you have all these avenues of revenue where people can mm-hmm. support you. Um, like one song used in TikTok is like now viral, you know, and that's been happening a lot too, where it's just like, oh, you know, TikTok is making people essentially like famous. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and I bet you're just garnering support in that respect. And so um, I think definitely when it comes to um, 
to those things. I'm always like, let's pre-plan. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, TikTok's a great avenue now at this point for advertisers. Like, let me hop into that, you know, like do anything. But should I definitely am like gung-ho to try anything at least once. But definitely, I'm, I'm always planning ahead. I'm always like, you know, if TikTok is where it's at right now, like, I'm not, I probably won't be doing any dancing, but like, let's formulate some ideas. Like, let's write out some ideas, you know, like when we get into a space, like when I get into a home and I'm in a bigger space where I can, you know, do these type of, you know, huge, big things. Let's put it in notepad and like write it out. So I'm a huge one of those. Like, I'll, I'll even wake up at night sometimes and be like, oh, this is an idea. Let me write this down. And, you know, like, or like, here's a story that I would like to write or see or like where it'd be movie or stuff like that. Let me write it down. So you seem like someone who's like super active, super involved and, you know, just always moving around, a lot of moving parts. So like, how was quarantine for you? Like when it first started and like all the parts kind of had to like slow down. So that was weird. I actually ironically was like at that time, very interested in social media. Um, Mm -hmm. I think now I still am. But before I was kind of like at the time I was like I, I was doing social media for my alumni um council so I was already like you know active in social it wasn't our main you know bread and butter mm-hmm. but it was our you know it was our um council um I just did social media for them and then I was just like you know I did it for the unveiled um and so and I slowed down on my own personal page and I still feel like I'm going slow on that but you know for not I think next month I'm gonna be like once I get this house it's gonna be like outfits and and selfies galore <laughs> but um but I think um at first it was difficult and because like I said even I based my or I told you earlier before we you know, um, started that, like, you know, I moved into this apartment with a base, with, like, centered around my job. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and which, I don't know if that's even, like, a good decision, but it was such a natural one where I'm just, like, questioning, like, everything now about, like, how many decisions am I making based off of, like, mm-hmm. other things? But outside of all that, um, it was, I thought it was a pretty smooth transition as far as, um, so I went and got, like, a ring light, um, and I was just, like, you know, now I get to really do some of the ideas that I would have liked to do because now it's really centered on me. So um, all across the board, I think it was when it came to work, I think um, it became a little bit more fluid. I think people, especially with the circumstances that we're in right now, became a lot more just like we're like life centered as opposed to. And, I'm, and, I, and, you know, for some people, it, it the, the opposite happened. Some jobs were like, I want you to have a camera the whole time you're working and I want to make sure you're like checking in five seconds. I think um, the good thing about like, you know, the, my company is that like they're very like people centered. And so. It became like a little bit more avenue. So even with those things, um, I just took an opportunity to like, um, and I think it's easier now to like converge my brand and what I'm doing. So when I was volunteering, like with UG alumni, um, I was just like, you know, or UG black alumni, I was like, let's interview people, you know, let's get on here and do some interviews. And we got to interview like Super Bowl champions, you know, political activists, people with like influence that like, you know, things. So that's a good opportunity. And it's all like, you know, virtual, but like I think it gave a lot of time because people are looking in the same respect to like, build themselves as well. So they're taking on more opportunities. Um, for Pandora, I got to interview, you know, um, Raquel Willis is a huge transgender activist. Get to interview um, Chinson Atwood. He's like an actor for like, um, uh, for a gay series, but also for a thing for, um, he was like in Raising in the Sun with Holly Berry. So that was like his favorite role. <laughs> so like, it is very interesting. Like, you know, like these amazing people who have the opportunity to interact. So I think I had a smooth transition, but like, as I said, like, I think that's my whole, my whole, like get mm-hmm. on like like when we're skiing like I have my you know whatever those blades are called but I think <laughs> the pivot <laughs> I think they just called blades but my pivot game is just I think like pretty it's pretty it's pretty strong I think yeah so it's just it's really like all right well we have these ideas for this year how can we you know alter them and I think even with this and um and I'll try to say it to like you know make um like the pandemic but I definitely think that it was a like 2020 outside of you know like all the things that happened was a great year as far as like 
um, building my brand and making sure that, like, you know, I'm active, I'm like, stayed active across the things I'm involved in. Wow. So. Yeah, no, that sounds like, no, like, your pivot game is strong. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I feel like it was, like, for me, it was, like, I don't know what to do. Because, like, so many of my, like, things were, like, people-centered and about going places. That yeah. I was just, like, And you're also, wow, yeah. like, a little different. Like, in Atlanta, like, I can kind of, I kind of have the capacity to kind of, like, go as far as I can where I feel comfortable but like in DC like everything shut down so it's like mm-hmm. you know like a little different like I can still go outside in a park and you know vlog and stuff like that so those things were cool but um but yeah like I, I think at the at the base level I was just like you know I have these goals even with um and this is a great example of like uh, to speak what, you, what you're saying where mm-hmm. I'm just like you know a lot of my um a lot of my um not that the books are people center but like a lot of my like instant sales where I'd be like making like two thousand dollars on like a weekend or something like that was like based at conventions and you know there's shit like that's that would be COVID like heaven you know mm-hmm. hell for all of us but COVID <laughs> heaven for you know what I mean so I'm just like obviously we're not having any conventions you know so it's like well how can I make money how can I continue to advertise these books should I even put out the second one like that was constantly going through my mind um but like people are reading more you know what I mean so I think it's just like navigating like pivoting and being like well how can I make sure that like that like I'm not wasting money like at all you know what i mean i'm still making that the, the, the money i would like to make yeah for the thing. and so it's like you know whether it be like getting a second job or you know um making sure i'm asking people for reviews because people are paying a, a close attention to social media now um so i think that was just kind of like the big basis was like you know covid covid's happening life happens like how can we pivot and continue mm-hmm. we're going and so i think last year showed that like you know i'm more capable than not and a lot of us are you know yeah <clears throat> Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's interesting because I feel like a lot of people have the mindset of like, all right, we have to finish this pandemic before we get things started. And you're yeah. just like, no, we have to keep things rolling. Exactly. So, yeah. If not more, like, and mm-hmm. just like, you know, I think, like I said, like marketing what probably wasn't a huge piece in my mind initially, but like now it's like my bread and butter. I'm like, you know what, I'm looking at TikTok and I'm seeing people like, you know, becoming like, you know, doing book screaming. I have like all these ideas. So I'm like, let me write this down. Let me try it. You know what I mean? Like we could figure it, we could figure out the kinks. And I think the kinks are what hold people back a lot of the time because it seems like overwhelming. It seems like, all right, you know what? I've never worked with social media, how to use a phone. Even my mom was like, you know, let me start my business. And I'm just like, well, you know, she's like, well, I need somebody to build my website. I'm like, well, you think like that's pretty easy. Like you just get on there and kind of, you know, move stuff around. But it's also like those things really will hold people back for like years where it's just like I have to cut out the time to do it. And so my mind is always like, nope, like we need to keep the ball rolling, we need to stay relevant, as relevant as we can be what can we do, um, sending out DMs and, and things of that sort and all those different things. Like that's that's what social media is. So it's just like waiting until you get a yes. And so, yeah. um, and wait until you get that opportunity and, and that can happen at any time. So I definitely don't want, I'm definitely not a huge fan of like the waste game. Like I'm like, if I lost my leg tomorrow, it's like, well, we got to market ourselves somehow. Like, <laughs> let's, like let's talk about the struggle of like having one, you know what I mean? And that happens. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm always in my mind like, you know, I want to continue to progress and um and obviously success looks different in, in people's eyes especially as far as like you know having a year before I'm like all right I made ten thousand dollars off my books and now being like well you know I don't know how the sales are going to look but like I still need to make sure people are looking at this book and reading it yeah so um so I think those are the things that where you keep going but also just like if you if you have to even um to the people point that like said that like or have those views if you have to put a, a pen in something and, but you still have like something else. Like, let's say like, even when I, like, let's say I'm doing books and, um, you know, or just books rather. 
And I'm like, you know what? I can't go to conventions and sell my specific books, but I can do reviews, you know, or do some clever thing with books on TikTok and, you know, continue to build a following. And people will be like, you know what? He has books. Let me read it. And then it's like a trickle down process. So I'm always like, as a creative, I'm always like, creativity can go in different directions. Mm-hmm. But also I think as like anything can relate, I can relate a bowl to like a TV somehow. You know what I mean? Like I'm, it might take me a little jumping hurdles to get you to be like, oh yeah, I see how that bowl relates. But you know, I think we can make it happen. So that's, yeah. um, that's always my mindset. My mindset is like, all right, if I have to put a pin in this area, how can I continue to build in this other area, but make sure that like this area is also rising with us. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very positive mindset. Very motivated also. Yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice. That's the one thing that people don't say about entrepreneurship, or even building a brand or, or working or putting anything that you have passion in that you're like, this is great. This is fantastic. Everybody should love it. Where is everybody? You know I mean, you mm-hmm. can have to be like, um, you kind of have to be like, you know what, like, I'm, I believe in myself and what I put out there to be great. So, you know, I'm just waiting for other people to, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, so like, how, how do you know when you're ready to release a book? <sighs> so that was, that was crazy. Cause I have other things in the vault outside of the unveil series, which is interesting. Um, I think in my mind, I was ready when I honestly was ready, like in, when I finished it, in sometime in August 2014, because it took me a long time to, you know, finish the first one. Like, I don't know if that's normal for other people, but like, it mm-hmm. took me a long time to finish the first one. And so when I, fi- I think when I completed the series and I realized that there was a move, um, and I think Black Panther helped out a lot, I feel like, with that encouragement to say like, oh, wow, there's a, you know, there's a market for this. Um, and social media definitely helped as well. That's when I was like, all right, let's put out the unveil. Like, you know, people, like there are people out here that love you know, fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even like looking mainly towards um, the black community in that respect, because I was just like, you know, we're going to support, like, we like, if we like fantasy, we like fantasy, whether it's white, black, orange, red, but unfortunately we live in a world where like, you know, people, you know, discount people of color, um, yeah. but especially black people where it's just like, you know, I can't get into this, the black character. So I think my mind when I saw Black Panther um, was just like, because when I put a book, I'm like, I don't, I write for everyone. I'm highlighting what's important to me. And that's people, of black people. You know what I mean? So I think, um, but obviously anybody can learn from this story. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what's important. Anybody can watch Moesha and, and have a good time. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. so I think Black Panther, it, like selling out box offices um, and people like really just being like, you know, I'm a fan of Marvel. I'm gonna come watch the show. And it was strictly, and, and even in its essence was like political, like a very political, you know, um, movie. I thought it was just really cool to see like the turnout. So I was just like, oh, people are doing this, like this is the move. So I think definitely that's my thing. And people don't know, like books are kind of expensive to kind of put together um, if you're doing it right. Now, I know some people, I've, I've, I try to support indie authors and that's why indie authors get, I think get a bad name because it's like, you know, we're not, we don't ever pay the like, you know, um, and I'm gonna say inclusively, whether I do it or not, because that's what we should do when we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, you know, um, edit our books or we don't have, um, we don't get edit, we don't pay editors to do it. We don't get a copy edited, line edited. We don't pay for good graphics. You know, um, we don't get good, it's literally just we slap words on paper, kind of do a spell check and, and then send it off. And that's not what, it, you know, that's not how any book should go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like people are always already hesitant to be like, I haven't heard this book um, about this book or, you know, a publisher hasn't put it out. You know, it's an indie book. Like, is, the, is it going to be up to quality? And so, you know, I spent like, I'm not ashamed to say, I spent like 10,000 on each book to like make sure like it's perfect. Like, you know, editing is expensive, like especially yeah. when you do it right. So, uh, and they got to pay for like, you know, a great artist to like make your covers. So, um, yeah, I would just say in the end, 
Um, I, um, going back to like the original question, because um, I, um, when I saw Black Panther and told me at the end, and I saw like, you know, these, these, both of these are blackity black. Like both of these experiences are blackity black, black, black. And everybody is picking it up and loving it. And I don't know if, uh, and it's, it's only getting like better. I think even people now are challenging themselves to make sure they're supporting, you know, black people. I, was, I just love it for the sake of just people being like, I like this genre. I like reading this genre. It's black. I'm not an idiot. So let me support, you know, and read. Yeah. So that's happened a lot. Um, the same with reviewers. Reaching out to reviewers, I think is very important because um, reviews obviously make your book, like make or break your book. So that's definitely everybody on Amazon, definitely yeah. another reviews. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that was probably the one thing where I was just like, all right, I wish I did that. I wish I did that differently when I first came out. I wish I had been like, been, been like, hey, let me get this person to review my book and stuff like that. And I did it for a few people, but I'm very much like, you know, let me aim for like the big, huge people when it's really like, if I have, you know, a thousand followers, they're likely listening to what I'm saying because like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, nobody, you know what I mean? Or not nobody, that's the wrong word, but like, you know, obviously if I'm just a book reviewer and all I'm doing is books and I have a thousand loyal followers, they're literally following me to see my opinion on mm-hmm. book or either that or like, you know, exchange opinions. And so I thought that was super important and a great home base and, 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 and it works. But I definitely think when it came to um, the reviews, I wish that was something I did earlier, but also like, at a base level, I want to challenge them not to keep reviewing the same thing. Obviously, you know, there's so many books out there. It shouldn't be just like, oh, this is a new book out. Let's all of us review the same book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know how, how that goes into and stuff like that. And obviously, it could be like the music industry where they're just like, you know, I'm contracting this individual to, you know, review books that I read. But um, at a base level, I'm just like, uh, let's just keep, keep the ball rolling and, and try to continue to push for um, just this, the success of these books. Because I would like, mm-hmm. like I said, one day I want to see these on TV. The only way I'm going to do that is to, you know, get reviews. So. Yeah. So do you have to, like, reach out to people? Like, you do you send them, like, a copy of the book and, like, then they read it and they review it? Or how does yeah, that work? Yeah, so that's how it, like, and that's how it would honestly go with, like, a publisher. So, so when I first started, I don't know if I, um, if I said this last time, I was in a marketing agency. And they weren't really good. They didn't really do anything. So I was paying them $250. Up for like 11 months it came out to be about like two thousand two hundred fifty dollars like was the package i got and they would be like oh you need to make sure you raise they're like well you need to pay more if you expect more and i'm just like well i'm paying you and you're not doing anything mm-hmm. and so i was just like um and also like to like not to their credit but just to say like also it's just very hard to promote something that doesn't have a brand yet um but that's what marketing people are supposed to do you know what i mean like essentially that's your job so it was a me- it was a mess <laughs> I realized, like, if I can get 25 people each month to even, like, take this book and, like, post their story. Because it takes about, like, I think, like, a certain amount to print. I want to say, because, like, you know, well, the profit margin is pretty big. But, <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> it takes a certain amount to, to print a book, a certain amount to um, ship it. And so that amount, um, even that, like, if, if one person buys the book, I get my money back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, the followers, if it's a good review, will, like, more of them will add them to the TBR list. And it'll be, like, you know more books and more reviews. And so yeah. I definitely think um, it was worth, that's more worth the investment than like the route I did take, but not not to not marketing agencies. Cause you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the right person knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? But like this, this agency was just like the worst. Yeah. And so, but like, obviously I just rechanneled that. And I'm like, if I'm spending $2,250 a year and I send these out to people and they're posting them, if, if that's the loss I'm taking, I'm like, I'm totally okay with that. Cause literally the year before I was paying that amount and got and nothing, nothing. Yeah. and got nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so you know, at least I'll get something out of this situation. So and that's good. Mm-hmm. Like I said, even like out of all these reviews, if I send them out to person, they do the review. If one person buys a book, I get my money back that I spent on that person. 
So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but typically I'm like DMing, um, reaching out. Sometimes people they reach out to me. Now it's getting into a great place where it's like every five seconds, like one of the people that I send the books to are like, I'm posting the review, I'm posting the review. So now it's like a lot more visibility. A lot of people are watching my story. A lot more people like will start following that read books. And so I think that's super important. Um, the followers are starting to go up on the Unveiled series. So for a minute, it got stagnant to where initially it was like pretty like, you know, steady growth for mm-hmm. the Unveiled um, series. Like people are following it and, and engaging. Um, and obviously, hopefully, by the time I get to the third book, it's just very easy. It's like the same. Like, I can yeah, just people, people are like, just looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. So I think that's just um, just learning and, and looking at publish. But also, like, I think finances play a huge, um, a huge part in, like, the success of something. Like, I think, especially, obviously, marketing does. But I think if you have money to send out books to reviewers, like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are like, you know, I need a publisher to do all this. I would like to stay independent as long as I can pray mm-hmm. for it. Like, I would love to, you know, be like, these books are mine, 100% revenue. When you buy this book for the movie, you know, like, I'm going to have creative freedom because I own this book completely. Yeah. Um, so, but like like I said, like, reviewers are, I think, the bread and butter of, of things. Like, now that I've realized, you know, and, and had a full circle moment, I think the marketers probably should have realized that as well because they should have been, you know, doing all this thing. But, you know, we don't live in the past. We try to move forward. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, like, DMing them, essentially sending emails and making sure I send them a copy um, is like the essence of like how I get them interacting. I've done, um, you probably don't watch my stories all the time, but if you go to the build, on, on, on the Unveiled series, it's like we're reposting as fast as we can, but they're like essentially like once, sometimes on the higher end, but at least, I would say at least one a week is posted. So I think that's beautiful where it's like, oh wow, somebody's read my book and you know, they have a good review. Also, mm-hmm. I kind of like am happy now because it's kind of like, oh wow, you know, before I was getting five remains from people that like had some adjacency to me. Um, people would buy the book also just to be like friends, you know what I mean? But now it's like random people walk up and be like, I was at a convention um, earlier last year. So I walked up like, oh, I, I've read this book. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's awesome. Happy. You know, but it's also weird now where like people will be like, you know what? I haven't got anything lower than like a three, I think, but that, that's pretty, I, I don't really care for threes. I like the five stars, yeah. you know what I mean? But you know, I think that's also very interesting to be like, because any publicity, publicity is good publicity. But it's also interesting to be like, all right, let me hear these opinions. Let me hear the Unraveled opinions so I can make, you know, the next book, which is called The Unknown. So I don't know if the book, I mean, people listen to this podcast and like, oh my gosh, she said it. <laughs> you know, I become famous this year or something. Like, yeah, the next book, man. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, to those type of things. And just obviously like continuing to not only mimic, but being like in a financial space to do these things because I, I would like to see everybody's dreams come true. But especially mm-hmm. since I've worked so hard and sacrificed, I think so much. Ten thousand per book is like a lot. I would just like to see the fruits of my labor come back, and that's just yeah. really what it is. So anything I do, if I have to send up, like you know a few free books out to people, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So you were able to like I guess save money because of like the like COVID and like the world being closed, I guess. Yes. So I've saved a lot of money. I was already headed to a fi- great financials because I've been paying off things like that. COVID helped because I'm working remote. So I was able to, you know, take on more tasks and you know, work more and all those different things. But also just like we're spending less. You know what I mean? Like, like if no one's traveling, I don't have the, the angst. So I, was, I would say my cost versus benefit um, just is, is necessary. It's probably like the almost the wrong word, but just being not being able to do things I want to do for the sake of making sure that I'm like putting out quality work. Yeah. Like, like you know nobody i'd rather go i'd definitely rather fly anywhere even to like texas or whatever you know what i mean and um and deal with the craziness and all that stuff with that governor but 
Um, I'd rather do all those things than like come out of my pocket ten thousand dollars for you know my dreams. But you know, we all are gonna, we all have to do it. Like, who's yeah. gonna do it if I don't do it? You know I mean, I can I can ask a publisher, to, you know, to give me a deal and they own rights to everything I've written. But I, that's not my journey. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's the wrong journey, but I just feel like my bones. I'm like, this is a great story. I've worked hard on it. Yeah, like, it's gonna do numbers on its own one day. And so hopefully we'll be having an interview, and I'm like, you know, with sunglasses and and. You know, <laughs> in the Bahamas, like, vacationing with ads, you know, because I'm yeah. talking about it. <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, you know, hey, um, I've, you know, been browning up a bit, you know, making sure this melanin stays nice and good. But I'm a millionaire now. I'm a millionaire. So that's what you know what I mean. Like, yeah. those are like, like, you know, the books, the movie's coming out in, in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just make it as a up. So I think that's just something that's, that's super cool. Yeah. I love hearing this because I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I don't ask enough about people's dreams, but I just feel like I don't hear enough about like all these like different, like really like grand dreams that people have. And it's like really inspiring, honestly, to be like, oh, wow, like you want to do this? Like, what can I do now? Like, if you can dream that big, I, I want to dream bigger, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, I'm always like so encouraging and like always like love hearing other people's stories and things of that sort. In my mind, I'm always just like, I'm in the same awe, like awe of you when I hear people say things or even like seeing people just do like the smallest of things. Like even when like you told me like I was like, why did you tell me you didn't buy a house? Like, oh my god, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I'm always just so inspired, I think, all the time. And I think and it's not necessarily like I say a good thing, but I think I think everybody should dream with their wives open because there's gonna be so many no's, especially as a as probably more so even for you because you're a black woman, but just like as black individuals are, um and um people that like the world's already gonna tell you no a thousand times and you're defying the odds by just existing, that is amazing to me. So like like that every day I wake up, I'm like I'm not just the baddest and you know you know what I mean like I'm always like just like yes like you know so I, de- I definitely think so imagine anything outside of that is always just an odd me I'm always just like mm-hmm. so yeah I'm not sure if it's just me or if it's like it is like you know just being a black woman but I'm definitely not like it's like you're gonna have to tell me no yeah a couple times into my face into my face yeah I didn't see the DM or I didn't see it to my face there's no run around I'm gonna follow up like you know I'm be like mm-hmm. hey, you know I'm always like there's nothing to lose and people, like like I'm always like I, I was raised on the concept of like the worst answer you can get is no but even me I'm just like why be embarrassed of anything like mm-hmm. like like people especially like that's why I love seeing so much like you know so like black women being like the head of entrepreneurship black women you know graduating at higher capacity and be like 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 literally you have to tell them no and it's just like what like there's so many things that you could that could come your way i think a lot of people stop themselves from like obviously the new the 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 kinks and the nuances but also just from the fear of like not even like actually receiving the no but like the possibility yeah if i wanted to want this specific job i guarantee it probably like and i wanted it mc i'm talking about mc if i wanted it i'm gonna email everybody on the team i might invite (laughs) somebody out to copy like like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the what's the harm in doing something if you feel it? Now, I'm not saying, yeah. like, you know, go crazy or go ham. But, you know, if I'm like, you know what? I want to run. I want to run a mile a day every day. Why not, like, you know, start off walking? Like, you don't have to, like, see it in the tradition in the way that you mm-hmm. see it. And, and then, because that's just going to be, like, formulate a defeatist attitude. I just definitely think that um, no for the sake, like, no happens. But I think. It, it shouldn't let you, you shouldn't let that stop you yeah either. it's I like okay if, so no this way but how do i get there like yeah, what other exactly. avenue can i you take? literally i'm gonna take the no further you literally have to look me in my face and be like no no chance in hell i hate you mm-hmm. like something <laughs> like like literally like like i'm like all right that's cute girl I'll see you next year <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, you know like, so. that's just something um that i think I, like i can agree on with you and i think that's super uber duper important 
as far as continuing to build brands, also build us as people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, this has been a great conversation. I feel like, I don't know, I feel very inspired. Um, <laughs> I feel inspired. Ready to go plan some inspired. things. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> like this Christmas in July idea that I have. Um, I'm not sure if you read the last, oh yeah, you did have to read the last podcast email because you replied to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I'm like starting planning for that. So like that is like, that's something that makes me nervous, but like also very excited because um, we'll see what happens. Um, but the name already yeah. sounds fabulous. So I'm always like, this is in July. Like, that's, you already went one week. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so like getting started planning that, I feel like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I feel like super nervous because it's just like trying something like completely new, completely different. And also um, completely out of like my comfort zone. But I feel yeah. like it's super necessary for me to do it because it is out of my comfort zone. And like, but then it also like, puts a sort of responsibility on me to like try something bigger next time, which yeah. is fun, but also like, I don't know, it's, it's a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's, I think that's the, the thing that I love most is like, like, even though like all these feelings in there, like you're always like, let me, let me I'm going to do it. Like, I'm always like that too. And I, I don't know how healthy it actually is, but it always ends up in a healthy like outcome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm always like, dang, you know, MC, like one of my friends just asked me to dance at her wedding, for instance, not to censor myself on this, but it's just a crazy thing. I'm just like, do I really want to dance in front of a whole lot of people? But I'm like, screw that. Like, your friend asked, if you like dancing, mm -hmm. it shouldn't matter. You know, do it. So I think in the same respect, like I said, like, do it. And then, you're, like, you never know, like, what you're doing for other people or how, like, you know, influential it is. So I think it's a great idea. Um, and so I, I'm definitely excited to see it come to fruition. But also, like, I love that you're like, you're like you know what? It's not comfortable. We don't get that often. Like, you're like, I'm, you know, it is pushing me in my comfort zone. I'm not exactly you know, super, um, and confidence is not the right word, but super, I would say affirmed and like the, in the, doing this and, but you're like, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. ain't no stopping that. Like both of these things can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. I could be, you know, a boss and kills doing it, but still be, you know, kind of like uh, uneasy or, or, or nervous. I forget why I heard this, but, um, the phrase like do it scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I'm going to add that to mine. I'm trying to start a quote board when I get to my house, like just a room. I don't know how like people, how judgy people will get. But I want to like have like a lot of I'm just writing stuff on like the wall, but it might be messed. And I'm like, all right, let's just paint this up. But you know, I would like to just like write stuff like that, but do it scared. I'm like a huge fan. I'm that's me personified. So mm -hmm. I'm like, it's, it's gonna get done. Now you might know I, I might you might know I cried in the shower to, you know, not mm -hmm. probably mm, I cried to Sam Smith there once in a while. But you know, you know, I, I might have done that the night before, but like I'm still gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so that's I, I love that. Do it scared. Well, um, this has been fun. I guess we should wrap this up. Um, I'm trying to think of like, there's anything else I want to ask you, or do you have anything else that you want to like, just bring up, talk about? Well, okay. So can you give me your life? I've ca I caught a little bit, but I want to hear your life updates real fast. Life updates I, in I the mean, last. Oh my god! But like, I just want to hear. I, and uh, I don't think you told me what type of dog you had either. Okay. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So the pandemic puppy, I feel like that's like the biggest thing that's changed. Um, <laughs> still like same job, same house, um, same, yeah, everything. <laughs> Not dating anybody. Um, <laughs> but um, she's a pit bull and something mix. Um, I'm not like she's a rescue. So it's like you never really know. But she's part oh, pit. So yeah, she's really sweet. And um, we're about to go to the dog park. Um, <laughs> other than, I'm like trying to figure out if there's anything. I don't know. It's so hard to think about um, what's changed because of the pandemic. I feel like 2020 is like just such a blur for me. Um, but I'm trying to be more creative. Um, I've gotten back into crocheting and then I also started cross stitching. So I'm trying to like finish like 
a couple different projects with that. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah. <laughs> my, um, aunt, well, she's like not my real blood aunt, but she's like was aunt to our family. Like would teach us how to crochet when kids to keep us busy. And I'm just like I want to learn that. I've been watching like random reels on Instagram of like women like doing like whole outfits. I'm just like once I get this you know stomach together, I've gotten now that pandemic weight has changed on me. <laughs> it's, it's a mess over here. <laughs> but I was like you know, once I get it, I'm just like dang, I want to wear these outfits and, and these cool things. But no, and then the day thing, I'm like I. Not seriously, but I don't think I've been really interested as of late either. So yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way. I can't one. do it until the world opens back up. Like I'm a very face-to-face -face type of person, you know? Like oh, I've never yeah. done the online dating. So it's just like, you know. <laughs> ah, you, so you never done like a dating at like Tinder or any of those? I played Tinder in college and we would just see who would who we thought would swipe right on me. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like yeah. the extent of that. <laughs> I didn't see I knew, I, I knew it was out in college. I didn't do anything in, in school, but I recently joined Tinder's the only one I've ever done. I think I joined maybe in twenty eighteen. So mm -hmm. still relatively late. But now it's like because it's COVID, like it makes more I think it makes I think in a non COVID world, because even when it in twenty eighteen I was like downloading it and then like I'm deleting this. Like I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? But now it's just like, oh, it, it like feels a lot more natural because maybe because a lot more people are doing it because we're in a COVID world. It's so weird the things we've normalized now. Like, like that's a, yeah. a whole kind of thing. But like I've normalized so many things. I'm just like, this was weird before. You know what I mean? Like, like, like this was, like I'd be like, what are we doing? You know? <laughs> like that's another thing. Or even like the the Zoom happy hours. Like, why would I get on a computer and do this? You know what I mean? You know. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> and I oh, host yeah. them. Like <laughs> yeah. And it feels so good. You're like, all right, bye. And it's like, do I just leave a bar? Like, where? Like, I'm in my apartment. <laughs> you know, I definitely think it's one of those situations where it's like, um, COVID has just introduced a lot of nuances that I think I would not have like cared for before, but I'm normalizing now in my head. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be weird when we go back. So I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for everything we're gonna um, do as far as um, as far as the podcast. And obviously, I like that we had our that we have our um, so I've obviously followed some people that we met. For um from the happy hours that you that you've thrown. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely looking forward to the world open up. I still want to make my take my my black ass up to DC and my <laughs> excellence eventually because I've still never been. Um, so hopefully we get us all wrapped up with this vaccination. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll have the um the Airbnb set up by that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Great. Thank you. Um. For being here and thank you for being a part of the show again. Thank you. For it's been nice talking me. to you. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. MC definitely inspires me to start doing more and more, just starting with writing down my ideas. Like I was saying, just starting with writing them down and actually like planning them out. Um, just the drive and passion that he has. So inspired and so ready to see what he has next. If y'all are interested in my Christmas and July toy drive idea, then please email the podcast into my podcast at gmail.com um, and let me know um, because I'm starting planning for that right now and would love any feedback or any help that anybody wants to provide. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast, you can do that on Instagram and Twitter at ntmypodcast. You can check out the podcast online, ntmypodcast.com. I'm trying to come out with some merch soon, so maybe this will hold me accountable. <laughs> Otherwise, um, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast on iTunes, comment on SoundCloud. If you have any other questions, suggestions, comments, concerns, you can send those emails to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.